Hey guys, welcome back to Crazy Juicy Love Podcast. Um, I have my client, Andrew, and we go deep into why making a commitment to oneself can be very difficult sometimes. And we also explore why saying no can be hard and also why saying no to others is really saying yes to yourself. Here's Andrew and Crazy Juicy Love. How do I do it? Yeah, I'm talking. Like, do you have... I'm asking you, like, getting up consistently every morning, how do you do it? I mean, are Um, you, like, that jam-packed, busy, that you just have, like, scheduled stuff every day? Or are you, like, just naturally a morning person, you know? Um, I'm... I'm a little bit of both. Like, I mean... A lot of it has to do with, the, I mean, the program that I just took at, you know, <laughs> Landmark. Um, okay. And it's like when you are clear of, like, what you want to do, you just, I don't know, you just, I just get up. And because I don't like to, especially now that I'm coaching this program, um, I mean, I've been like that. Uh, I had to be like that in order to get things done because otherwise it'll pile up and I hate like just uh, procrastinating and getting things done and I get overwhelmed and so it helps me to stop being overwhelmed and I get things done like I'm you know I've done a lot of research on um, like how to have I guess effective mornings and um, you know and one of the one of the biggest things that a lot of successful people uh, have is like how to take charge of their mornings like get up like when you don't want to get up like you know um, yeah getting up when you don't want to get up not looking at your phone kind of meditating maybe playing right, right. you just dating, you just get up food. and yeah. and um, you know I mean I think make I used to yeah. make the day about you rather than huh like, okay. I said make the day about you rather than like you set the tone for like is you're going to control your day or if your day is going to control you. Right. You set the, t- you set the tone of the day. It's, it's like, um, so there, I can't, I don't know the guy's name. Um, oh, God. So his, um, uh, hold on. His, he's, this guy's good friends with the guy who um, created um, Spartan Race. And this guy also created uh a sort of a obstacle race too is very marine um uh oriented kind of difficult um i can't remember the name of the 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 event but he has a book out damn i don't i don't, I don't even remember the book but it's, it's it's one word um i think it's one word and he talks about how like in the marines like getting up early and getting your day started like simply or, like making the bed or something like that and how people uh don't realize that when you make your bed it's 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 the start of accomplishing something 
uh, to get your day off. It's like a psychological thing. That's why the military has people do make their bed, fold their clothes, be ready for the day. <clears throat> and I think there's a podcast with him, the Spartan, the creator of Spartan Race and this guy. Um, and so, I mean, that was one of many things that I heard um, a couple of years ago. And then there's a um, a guy who I follow. His name is Lewis Howes. I think I've told you about it. He has a little book called The Millionaire Mind. You can get it for free um, <clears throat> if you go on his website and stuff like that. He has done a lot of research on this, too. And, and Tim Ferriss has done a lot of research on this, too. Yeah. You know, you know, the seven habits of highly effective people, Gary Vee, all these all these super successful people um, talk about mornings, like mornings is so important. I mean, I, honestly, I would wish I I would get up earlier, um, you know, because uh, I just find myself more productive. I, I want to start getting up at six. Um, I get up, at, I generally get up at seven, six forty-five, almost every day, even on my Are days. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Um, Even when you, yeah, I just, yeah, um, it just, it just becomes it's, it's, yeah. it's just a habit. It's a habit that you have to yeah. break or learn how to break. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, my, yeah, the the habit I have to break. Uh, it's just meandering on the like last night when I'm tired, just like letting myself go to sleep instead of like meandering on the internet. Right, <clears throat> like you know, I think I think one of the catalysts was when I was my first relationship, my boyfriend at the time he he used to get up early like every day and then he used to even though he was you know he used to say to me he was like you know what are you doing with your mornings like you're sitting here on (laughs) on facebook when you could be actively using that time to get your career going he was like you need to look at how much time you're spending on Facebook and how much time you're actually spending on moving your career forward and that really like <clears throat> like woke me up I really hated when he said that but it was like true I was like oh my god like how much time I'm spending doing this like you know time um, was it the farm game that was on Facebook and I used to like love that little game and like it was like my relaxing time but I was like oh I am spending a lot of time on that stuff which I could be much more productive and then I could be writing I could be reading you know um, um, I was like subscribed to actors what is that uh, that newspaper oh, actors whatever um, actors no it was the actors. daily newspaper I forget the name of it but yeah. he, he bought it for me just to like motivate me and it like helped because I had something to read I would read things and then I would like get plays and I would just like constantly read and then I think also too I had saw a business acting business coach uh, and he gave me some good advice but then I took this class called the savvy actor which is not really a rap which was really really helpful it was like a seven week course which I still have the material which I want to like adapt to my like coaching to like help artists or whatever you know because i as i grow and i see people and friends on instagram so like i'm just like i can so help them in their business i need to put a structure into place to to do that and to offer that Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and so you know um i just become more active especially like since i've you know 
participate in Landmark since I'm like working to like, I'm, you know, catering and I'm doing another job, you know, to help, you know, fund these things. Like, um, like I have to utilize those times to get things done. Otherwise I won't get anything, anything done. Even when I'm working long hours, like, you know, like, yes, like yesterday, like, you know, I have a, you know, I have a part-time job doing this Google job. So I have to like, now they have this new thing where I have to go to these different areas, do these landmark photography, whatever. And so they're far. <laughs> so I have to get up at 630 in the morning, do what I have to do, like for a coaching stuff. And then I had to like go all the way deep in Queens and like literally take like 15 pictures. And then I had to like go all the way to Brooklyn, meet with this girl who I met uh, uh, at Landmark, at a Landmark a party, but she went to Landmark and she's a therapist and um, we had a really good conversation. So I really wanted to talk to her. She's going to be on the podcast, but also I wanted to like network with therapists so I can like uh, do an exchange for clients. So I'm building a relationship with her. And so we're like, we had a really good talk. And so now I'm in Brooklyn. Then I'm from Brooklyn. I have to go deeper in Brooklyn to do this other like, you know, Photo photo thing and then then from there I had to go like you know I uh, then I read on a train or sometimes I take a nap you know it depends on how tired I am just to like whatever I just read and then like I was working on okay in the train ride was kind of long so I was like okay I woke up and then I was like okay I need to like finish working on this sort of uh, different other series of the podcast of like entrepreneurs and how that's going to fit into what I'm creating because because people are reaching a lot of people who I know who are entrepreneurs are like hey I hear you got a podcast can I let's see can we work together I'm like oh, okay so I need to like shape this in a way that's going to impact or have an impact on the audience that I'm you know going for so. And so then, like, you know, tomorrow, like yesterday, then I had to go to a class, you know, for, you know, I'm starting to coach this new program at Landmark. So that's going to be like a whole journey. And so that program really, you have to have a schedule. Otherwise, it's going it, to, it is maniac. And a, a, a lot of the, the benefits of the program is that it trains you to be this sort of high performer in life and a high, yeah. uh, um, I guess, a high performer in life. Like a lot of people, like, you know, like one of the guys who's training to be a leader in this course, he just made Forbes top, like, something. And he just, I just, I didn't really know what he did. And so they said it yesterday. So he started his own wealth in that investment firm. And then it was an article about him. And so, you know, you have a lot of people who are, like, doing those things. And so doing this particular course, like, you have to get your life in order. You have to be organized. You have like, because otherwise you cannot get through this program, <clears throat> and you're always yeah. confronted. So you're kind of managing <laughs> your confrontations with yourself, with people. But it's designed to make your high performer in life and not be the effect of what's going on. You just like okay, yeah, next, and you just you just keep moving, um, and you just deal with the breakdowns in life and you get to like your why but your why one of like basically yesterday we were just like just talking about like your 
reason why you're doing what you're doing has to be bigger than you. Otherwise, you're playing a small game and you're not going to yeah. wake up in the morning to get up and do the thing that you need to do. So whatever it is, you know, even in a lot of not just there and it's of course, but a lot of people, you know, who are even Tony Robbins, like is huge on this, like you're reason of has to be bigger than you like it has even oprah talked about this on her uh uh recently on the new earth series of your why like you it has to be bigger than you otherwise you are going to be motivated to get up in the morning and get things done and do what you need to do to make this happen yeah Yeah, hello? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, good. Yeah, the reason has to be bigger. My why, yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. So that's the whole reason of, like, setting an intention. So your intention is something you should create that moves, touch, and inspires you. Because if it doesn't move you when you read it, then it's not big enough. Yeah. Like, it has to move you like mentally emotionally if it happens like it's or it almost has to almost seem impossible but it still moves you yeah yeah okay so you are you ready to have this conversation I guess so now I am yeah now I got school done getting up already yeah <laughs> um so i'm gonna let you know how this is gonna go i'm actually we're gonna go uh back to the the recent chapters i'm gonna let's have a look at the um the group guidelines but i went through each section i pulled some things it's not gonna i'm not gonna go through every single question but there's um a couple of things i just want to get from you um Mm-hmm. And there's there is one exercise that I want to go through. You, I'm not sure if you have your uh, journal with you, but I think this one particular thing on page two six, I'm gonna ask you, like, it's a question, and you just fill in the blank. I'm gonna ask it with you, like I'm gonna answer it with you, just to like to explore the question with you, not just like I'm firing questions with you. Um, <clears throat> okay. Do you want me to? I mean, I can. My journal is like. Uh, two feet away from me. Do you want me to get it, or do you want me to do it like fresh? Um, let's do it fresh. I mean, you can we can just have it by you just in case, you know. But I just okay. have it fresh. Um, I agree. Um, I have some questions. I don't have a lot of questions. I don't. I don't want this to be so long. But I just like just going with the flow of it. Um, because I'm sure you know you're very smart and. <laughs> and you know hold on something yeah there's something I'm uh, uh, grappling with what what are you grappling with my intelligence uh-huh. I'm just like I am smart <laughs> um, but a lot of I don't know it's like I am smart but also a lot of people are dumb I'm also dumb too well, we don't know everything, you know, so we're dumb in some areas right. and we're in others. 
Yeah. I just think specifically back, my life is all OCC all the time now, so I just think back to OCC and those guys are dumb. <laughs> oh God, I can't. I <laughs> Hold on, let me just clear some things. I need to um, pull up your... Um... So I'm going to do, do a little intro. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, then we'll begin. Um, Lovely. Begin again. Yes, begin again. Um, hold up. Yeah. Oh, thinking. Oh, Zoom cannot be minimized. We are okay. Anyway, so you ready? Yes. So welcome back, guys, of the Crazy Juicy Love Podcast. I'm here again with one of my clients, Andrew. We're gonna be talking about the fifth week of the calling in the one. Uh, process. So, welcome, Andrew. Thank you again for doing this podcast with me. How are you doing? I'm doing well. It's already <laughs> been five weeks. I can't believe it. I can't <laughs> believe it. Yes, five weeks. Right. Uh, yeah. So, right off the bat, like, so what's, I mean, especially in this particular week um, with commitments and um, prioritizing self-care so just well just let me know what's what's been opening up for you recently um for these past recent chapters um i would say that i uh i have a hard time committing to myself mm. uh and so that's that's kind of been like popping up just uh keeping myself accountable and and being kind and nice to myself has mm-hmm. been uh, issues of mine because usually I realize in past relationships I kind of uh, shift the spotlight onto the other person I'm in the relationship with and uh, I, it's, it's holding a mirror up to myself has been kind of challenging because I'm so used to giving that energy outward so to turn it back around challenging this is this is this is so perfect because i literally had this discussion with uh this therapist yesterday and we were discussing like why is it so hard to hold a mirror up to ourselves to look at the pain and the resentment that we have caused others and she, she was like, it's terrifying, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. to look at yourself. And, and and one thing that came out of the conversation I asked her, I said, you know, particularly men have a hard time looking within themselves. Men, both straight and gay men, um, just don't want to look. Um, and a lot of women, I found out women have evolved or are easier, more inclined to do that kind of work. Um, but what do you think that in your experience or, or what beliefs that you think that has been stopping you from like really looking at within deeper, uh, well, in the past, but now, you, cause now you're doing this work, you know, 
I just think it's, I just think I've distracted myself. Uh, either with things. I find it like a common thing with me, and I think with a lot of, uh, I'll just say like American society, like trying to like work it off. Mm. You know? Like what do you mean by trying to, off? like, at your job, mm-hmm. work, mm-hmm. you know, do anything, do anything to distract yourself from looking at yourself. Right. You know, so either if that's like going out on the weekends or weeknights to try to pick up chicks at a bar, uh, spending more hours in the office, uh, I mean, going down YouTube rabbit holes, working (laughs) out more, you know what I mean? Like any of those, any of those activities I think uh, I've used and I think our society uses and sometimes applauds. You know, I mean, if you if you work harder and you become, quote unquote, you know, more successful, more financially successful, mm-hmm. uh, I think you look at, you know, you're revered, but you don't really know, like, what's going on inside. Right. You know. Right. Yeah. I've ran into a lot of men who are successful <clears throat> And um, <clears throat> they are successful and they're unhappy because they have been ignoring because they've been so such a machine and doing the, doing the work for their business and making the money. And, and a lot of people fought, are unhappy. And so interesting that Eckhart Tolle is that they says that people identify themselves as work. So they don't know themselves outside of that work. And so, oh my God, it's such a, I hate that. I am just like, anytime I meet somebody and it's like, what do you do? It's like, what, what does that mean? Like, I don't understand that question. Right. Because it's like, you're not defined by, you're not defined by your job. Like that's a, your job either like pays your bills or maybe that's an interest of yours. But mm-hmm. I, I don't. I just think that's a stupid question. Well, <clears throat> there's two reasons. There's a couple reasons why people ask that questions. One, which is, which is a, it's a bad question to, to ask, really ask. But and here's the reason why. One, people are looking to, it's it's called status. So they're trying to see where you fit on the status line. Do you have money? So if the, if you're like a lawyer, like oh, you know. Uh, they can like place you like he has money, he has status, he has power. So I want to socialize with you. And if you first, if you yeah. say, well, I am, you know, a a an actor, you know, people already have this identify what an actor is, and it's like, oh, you're an actor. You know what I mean? So, yeah. and I remember this firsthand when I used to act. Um, I was at an event with a good friend of mine. It was a networking event, and um. He was he was he was a he's an actor director and then at the time I was writing and acting stuff like that too, and so you we were we were both at this like cocktail table and we was you know actors would come over and it's like hey guys and the first thing they would say is so what do you do, and then I was the actor and they were like oh okay, and then I was like oh wow like you just like shaded me because I was I'm an actor like <laughs> you don't know you know. How, where I am in the acting world, so you're already yeah. 
dismissing me because I said actor, actors dissing actors, which is like so odd, right? Yeah. And then the minute I say I was a, I, I write too, they go, oh, what are you writing? You know? Yeah. How can yeah. I be a service to you? And it's like, wow. Yeah. You really just, your only agenda is to get out what you can from me and not yeah. genuinely trying to have a real connection. And people do this in dating too, you know, which it stops them all the time. You know, <clears throat> they try to find out what do you do? And then that would determine uh, whether they were invest, in, invest themselves in you. And a lot of times it comes from like, their fan, like, can they bring you home? Will you not bring shame to them because oh, you're an actor? Yeah. <laughs> you probably yeah. can't relate to oh, yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, my last relationship, yeah, I think it's partially me, but definitely the family as well. You know, me being a, a cater waiter uh, who acted on the side. I don't think was as uh, fruitful or as positive as they wanted uh, you know the relationship that their daughter would have even though I was you know I'm a good guy I would say but like yeah I, I think my career prospects they weren't really content with that and so never never really talked about work or anything like that and so I think ooh that ties back to yeah just being a kind of having that shame too has made it challenging to shine the mirror back on me Mm. shine the light back on me so how are you pushing through that to remain committed what you're trying to create in your life um it's challenging. It's it's difficult, but it's just kind of uh, oh. what, 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 what's the challenge? Uh, the challenge is just to be uh, accepting of of where I'm at right now, mm. and to understand that that the and I think it was a week exercise, but week five exercise, but I hate to jump ahead or whatever, but kind of doing that exercise about writing what I need in my life to be happy, what I have to have in my life to be happy. I came up with like a two-page list of things, mm. and as I was going through the list, I realized like the first 10 to 15 things I wrote were all external validation Mm. of sorts like having a big bank account having a nice house having you know those are all external factors and when I you know after list 15 and it it got into like having friends who are fun and enjoyable having deep talks having great food and wine having a sense of community like Mm. after I got through those 10 to 15 things that were like external and I got into deeper things that to me touched my heart more I realized like oh it kind of like helped 
makes me aware of like, man, I've been living my life or, or just the first thoughts my mind consciously or subconsciously are like trying to get external approval. And it's like none of those external things that I want, I think will come if I continue to pine and want them so much. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Which <clears throat> stops people from having real happiness. They're chasing these things. And especially in relationships, people, you know, I, I know someone and yeah. I, I finally realized why she is in a relationship because she has these external requirements of men like they have to have a certain big account they have to have a certain card I mean literally she's telling me this and, and I was like wow like you don't really love yourself like yeah like enough to appreciate but no my mind was like you would not know a good man if he was right in your face you would miss the opportunity of finding the love of your, of your life because you're chasing an impossible thing because when the job the car the house is gone you are gonna go and leave him too having the, the physical the car the money is a temporary thing you know i was coaching a girl yeah. once and uh so one of her things was she said he has to have nice feet and she's like that's a deal breaker for me and i looked at her i gave her this face and she started laughing she's like what and i was just like i said so you mean to tell me that the man of your dreams who has your back, who is nurturing you, who's the perfect father, who speaks to you with integrity, who nurtures you, who uh, inspires you, who has a good job, who has, who's great with your family, who is good with his family, and you're going to give him up because he has bad feet? I said, <laughs> you can give him a pedicure, girl. And I was like, it, it's, hey, it is, it, it, for a man, to be able to be emotionally available, it takes work. And you're gonna give that up for bad feet. I'm like, she she looked at me and she was like, she had nothing to say. I'm just like, like, come on, like these little external things, like we have to really look at like, is this really a deal breaker? Bad feet. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And how much though. Yeah. Sorry, and how much those external things really stop people from finding love. Like their commitment to that is, they're more committed to these external things than to ask the actual thing that's going to really make a difference in the love in their life, having the love that they want in their life. Yeah. Well, I don't think, you know, I wasn't as privy or aware of how much. Like, oh, that is external. Wanting someone with nice feet, like, that is an external thing. And you think that it's not, but when you look for a partner and you are, in your mind, yeah, creating this imaginary person, like, no one is ever going to be good enough for you because right. you, your checklist can always add something. Mm -hmm. You can always add something to that checklist of, 
who's going to be the perfect person. And it's kind of, I mean, sad. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for me it was. Yeah, it was just sad. And then, you know, then I was happy after because I realized like, oh, you know, when you recognize that you are doing that, it so what are what is one one new commitment you are going to make to yourself and to what you're trying what are you you're creating uh a new commitment that i'm making to myself that's a good question <laughs> <laughs> um i think in that it's it's stop trying to seek external validation well, what do we say about trying? Oh. <laughs> trying, trying is for triers, and doing is for doers. Trying is an illusion to make you think that you're actually doing something. You can't try to drop a pen. You either holding it or you're dropping it. <laughs> you can't try to drop the mic. Just have Jimmy go and he drops the mic. <laughs> I drop mics. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm committed to stop seeking external validation. Uh, yeah. How I'm practicing that is trying to be cognizant and aware of not trying. I am more in tune and, and taking more beats throughout the day mm-hmm. to really feel and, and think and like what makes me happy mm-hmm. so it's, it's it's and kind of like taking notes of that mm-hmm. uh, so it's like last week I had an audition and I had to write uh 20 pages of, of new work for the audition and it just was like oh wow uh, I didn't get out of my house a lot because it was 25 degrees and I was writing a bunch but I was like fulfilled and you know would write for an hour or two and then go for a walk around the block and then have like new ideas and and that made me very happy so it's something that like okay take a little stock of that and know that like I enjoy, you know, carving an hour or two a day to like write and read is a simple, simple thing I need in my life. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, uh, so I'm going to just one of this, these exercises and I'm just curious of yeah. this newly with you and I'll, you know, do this with you. So, um, no, this is one of the uh, selfless exercises in the book. So, so what comes up for you when you say, when you hear, I find it difficult to say no when? There's money on the line. <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of people have difficulty saying no, but saying no yeah. is, is actually healthy. Yeah, I also find it difficult to say no when uh, when someone else, I don't know, it's difficult to say no when 
they can help, like, I mean, like helping someone, but I guess it's not in a healthy way. Right. It's like when someone needs to, like, vent to me or, or, let me go back to my journal. Just now, yeah. I wrote something better than this in my journal, mm-hmm. and I want to answer with that. Okay. Kind <laughs> of. Uh, off the top of my head. Uh, these choices. Oh, okay. We can't use. trouble saying no. Wait, let me. Well, until you find out, I'll answer that for myself, too. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. You answer that, yeah. So, so, I mean, I, I had to learn... Because I'm that person who always says yes because I'm. I realized I did an exercise a couple of years ago of like, <laughs> uh, you know, I had to go to ask people in my life these other questions. Uh, you know, what am I? What are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? What am I? You know, count, what can I be counted on for? What can I not be counted on for? And I got a lot of like, you know, I'm very, you know, determined, loyal, and reliable. And I thought, mm-hmm. well, not, even though those are good characteristics, characteristics of me, and I go, oh, like I'm willing to do and say yes to any because I'm so loyal to people that I'm just going to automatically say yes. And then now I have neglected everything that I need to say yes to me. And I was yeah. like, ooh. <laughs> I said, no wonder yeah. I am so overwhelmed. No wonder I'm so behind on the things I need to do for me. And I had to learn how to say no to people who are, I have a hard time saying no to people who I love and care about. And people who I are colleagues that I really care about, you know. And yeah. we have a mutual friend in common. He asked me to be his uh his uh uh his uh, 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 ad for his film as far as uh mm-hmm. and i said no and he looked at me he was like what do you mean though like you know i i just i you haven't even heard anything i said well i've already said i've already worked with you before and this is not the direction i want to go and i said i am not going to work with you i said well i said how about this you call me and let's have a conversation about it. I don't want to have this conversation at work. Um, I want to have a professional conversation. And it threw a whole fit. And I was just like, listen, I'm not going to have this conversation with you at work. And if you want to have this conversation with me, you have to call me. That's it. And he never called. But I realized, like, people, when you're seen as a loyal and determined and relatively nice person people will take advantage of you and and a person who is a nice loyal person has a hard time saying no because we are afraid to let someone down or we 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 don't want to look bad um to our friends we don't want to disappoint them yeah but saying no is actually saying yes to me yes to my time Yes, sort of things that I need to do for my life first, because if my life is falling apart, then how the hell am I going to help somebody else? You know. Yeah. So for you, and that really resonates with me. Yeah, I mean that's 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 up my alley as well. 
I'm looking back at my journal. I, I wrote anything that gives me like a short term high. Mm. Uh, so it's, you know, I think there's uh, anything that kind of gets me, you know, I enjoy being present and living in the present and being in the moment. And there is uh, a time for that. But I do also say yes to the distractions that come along with that. Uh, so if it's like, say I have plans for the day, you know, going to the gym, you know, just a, a normal schedule, the routine that I have, mm-hmm. uh, I find myself being a little too free and, and I think of it as like, <laughs> I think of it as like hippie. I see myself as like Woodstock hippie where it's like, <laughs> yes, I'm yeah, I'll go get a drink right now. Yeah, I'll help you, you know, wash the dog. Yeah, I'll, I'll take some photos of you. Yeah, I'd, you know, and it's like, because it's, those are all like enjoyable experiences, but it's not, it doesn't help right. me deal with what I, my intention for the day is or what my goal for the day is. Um, and then I also, like what you were saying about saying yes to other people, like totally resonates uh, with me. I, I've had to set boundaries with family because I was saying yes to them, just dumping their emotional mm. problems and, and issues on me. You know, talking to my mom and my sister and I calculated out with my therapist I would spend probably maybe it, it just had to set boundaries maybe like six months ago seven months ago because I calculated out with my therapist I realized I was spending probably 15 hours a week dealing with the conflict that they had between each other and conflict that they had in their own lives mm. and it's like one it's one thing to be there and and be there for people and listen to people and let them vent. And that's one thing, but like what I was doing was not healthy where it was like, I am like, these are issues that they have that they can solve by themselves. Right. You're enabling and I am them like, by doing that. Yeah. And they, yeah, I was enabling and giving them a crutch and giving them a sounding board and, and letting it happen. And mm. I realized like, Oh wow. How much, it's still every day it's like oh man it's, it's it feels like uh like it feels like my mind is opening up and has more i mean it does <laughs> it has more space i was like yeah. it, you know was, i was walking one day and i just was like oh, i i haven't had these i haven't, i didn't feel like i could imagine mm-hmm. because i had so much real world you know other people's problems like in my head and like as soon as that all drained out I was like thought of a a story of a a green goblin from the New York City sewer system Mm. which sounds like a dumb like a dumb short story but it was like my mind hasn't been able to well this is so open up uh... No. I'm so that is really great what you did I'm, and, and I'm gonna tell you what you just did which is so beautiful because you don't realize how 
one, you know, enabling them doesn't allow them to solve their own issues with them. Two, yeah. you disconnecting from that really is saying yes, one saying yes to you, and th- and two, uh, you are basically protecting your mind because their thoughts and their beliefs really influences the way you think in life, the way you approach life. And I'm going to read you something which is so interesting. Like I, uh, I, I this, is the, this book that I really love called The Daily Stoic. And so uh, someone actually sent me this yesterday for the book I already have, you know. Yeah. And it says, if a person gave away your body to a passerby, you'd be furious. Yet you hand over your mind to anyone who comes along. So they may abuse you, leaving you disrupted and troubled. Have you no shame in that? So basically, this is saying that you need to be the, the keeper, the guard to your mind and what you allow to influence your mind and thoughts because other toxic people will influence your day in which you don't even realize that it shifts your whole energy your whole way of thinking of taking on your day you're now not even empowered because now you have to like deal with the blood-sucking energy vampires that you just dealt with Yeah, I think a lot of people, if they took stock and really were, I'll just speak for myself, I am a lot happier and more fulfilled in life being around people who make me happy and are positive and fulfilling. Mm. And there are a lot of, as you said it, vampires out there who aren't. You know, who can walk in the daylight so they're not aware that they're vampires and they can be around crosses and all that stuff and garlic. And so they're not aware that they're vampires, but, but you know somewhere that they are and it's okay to, I think that's something I've learned is that like, oh wow. And you know, cause this is like trained in me to just like deal with it and you know, just you have to fight through the pain and it's like that's that was instilled in like a work ethic of mine but it's also i think instilled in like the social aspect where it's like oh this person's not making me happy but i guess i just have to work through it and you no. know ideas that they, yeah I, exactly but those ideas that they put on you they're they're little uh little like viruses and you, you know, you don't feel like your full self because they've infected you and you let it happen. You know right. what I mean? And a lot of people don't even realize that is happening to them because they're addicted to drama and gossip and they feed off that and yeah. don't realize that it's influencing yeah. their ability. But there's, you know, I, I recently told someone what I've been doing about people like that that I come across in life. And it may sound harsh, but, uh, you know, there was one particular person in my life and I met her through this program and every time, you know, she would be so dramatic about all, like, this little things and I was just like, why am I, and I'm taking responsibility because this is where it starts, why am I allowing myself to be frustrated by these little minute things? Like, this is, this is, like, retarded and dumb. No, not retarded, but dumb. Dumb on me. 
And so, yeah. and you normally I wouldn't do this, but when I did it, I was like, wow, this felt really good. And I said, and I, I messaged her, I said, hey, listen, I can no longer socialize with you anymore. From this point on, please don't text me, please don't call me, please don't write me at all. I said, you are, uh, I'm sure you're, you're a good person. I said, but I will only socialize you when I meet you in person. I do not want, I'm disconnecting from you. She was like, you know, don't make it so significant. I said, well, I got it. I'm, I, I'm making it significant. But for me, in my reality, I need to distance myself from you because I don't need that drama in my life. And I told someone that, yeah. he's like, wow, that's like, I was like, listen, I got to protect this mind. Like, I need to be around people who are pushing me, who has the same mindset, because it makes a huge difference of how you show up in life, in your relationships. And I have a, a one of my best friends right now. I, you know, <laughs> gave him the calling in the one book. I said, and I, and I offered him free coaching, but I said, one, I said, one of the things that is affecting your relationship is that you do not have healthy married friends in your life. And yeah. it is affecting your whole relationships. And having healthy people who are doing, looking within, who are evolving themselves, who are uh, expanding, expanding themselves in love, love in their life, their career, their relationships, makes a huge difference of how you and me show up in our own relationships, our life, because I can lean on that person to help me and vice versa. And it's, it's such a healthy cultivation that are missing in so many relationships and people don't even realize that they're in a blood-sucking relationship with family members. And family members are tough. Um, friends work um, that are sucking the life out of them and they're not saying no they're continuing saying yes to them and not yes to themselves yeah yeah that's so true (laughs) it took the words out of my mouth yeah so let's dive a little bit deeper into no so how do you feel when you say no to particularly to someone like a family member do you feel guilty? Like you I mean, I felt guilty. Actually, I, I felt guilty at, at first. Um, and it's challenging, and I felt a little lonely because, I mean, I come from a, a smaller family, and it was tough at first, um, but I... It was, it was challenging the first week, then as the weeks went on, and I was then beginning to talk to people, uh, you know, I was, I was beginning to be more vulnerable and mm-hmm. open to people that I normally wasn't, and to get uh, a more positive reassurance and sense of support from friends who I hadn't really been as open with is... I was before, like, it, it was like, oh, so I, I can, you know, there are people there who listen to you, you know, <laughs> there are good people, not, you know, that's, that, I think that was the kind of thing, because I was like, 
just receiving so much information and to just share that with someone else, just not, not the information I was receiving, but how that information was feeling and to have that person listen and then, you know, process it and, and sort of move on and realize, oh, okay. But, it, you know, what, what I was going through wasn't, uh, it, it wasn't quote unquote like normal and didn't have to be, you know? Mm-hmm. I create that that sense, and so yeah, it's challenging at first, but I think it's. I feel be- I feel better. I just yeah. feel. I feel like you know the re- the crazy thing is 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 that like I feel like my day has gotten longer, mm. which is crazy. That's a weird feeling to be like, oh wow, I do have so much more time. Because you don't realize when, when, well, I didn't realize, yeah, like, when I say, like, 15 hours a day, it was, like, maybe the conversation was only 15, 20 minutes. And then there was texts that would occur maybe after that. Or the conversation, like, triggered something in me. So that, like, my day had a different color to it that wasn't, you know, became gloomy and gray because, you know, I, I was triggered by something that one of them said. Right. Because what's uh, happening is that now that you're triggered, you're in sort of this different mindset, uh, I guess I would say a negative yeah. mindset. And then that leads into the other people you come in contact with. And then they give, then now they're responding to what you're giving based off conversation and text that you just was dealing with. And now you have this other thing to deal with with the person you're working with or auditioning with. Like a, just a, you know, like you said earlier, uh, like a YouTube (laughs) spiral, but not a YouTube spiral, like a negative uh, downward spiral of the day. Yeah. You don't realize how it's, um, affecting you yeah yeah i just think it, it feels almost like a different i mean it is i mean i was just a different mind but yeah it's obviously like a different mindset right uh, and it's yeah you know it's hard like i you know had a friend uh recently and i had to like put a pause and and what you just said like so much time i said oh my god like even in my thinking, I had so much time to really focus on the things I need to do for me and not dwell mm-hmm. and fix their problems in my head, <laughs> you know? Because it's like, now I'm sitting here dealing with, like, how can I make their life better? How can I redo this right? Like, like what they can do? Can I get to do research for them? And, like, you know, now I'm like, I'm like, okay why am I like sitting here dwelling on this and now what you just said too like now there's text messages there's like 40 50 text messages going back and forth and it's like oh my god and then we wonder why and this is going back to our offline conversation of like you asking me how do I take on a day it's like one of those things it's like I'm not going to sit here and deal with 45 messages from people's crap and you know, like I, yeah, yeah. so because I, I think there's something with that. Hmm? There's something with that that I wonder, like the 
you know, like I, I found that like when people, you know, I became like uh, their like gossip thing. And so like mm. they would just unload all of everything and then they would go throughout the day. But then, you know, how you just said like you would think about trying to solve their problems. Right. So that day then becomes about well no then that day because I totally I totally relate to that because like I would get all of it and then I would then most of the times I would actually consciously think it through and and work it work on it work on their problem for them and mm. give them what I thought their best solution was I would say nine times out of ten it did not follow through with what <laughs> I right I knew you know I knew what would make this their situation better i would give them that advice and you know there were times with like my sister i gave her like a step by step like one two three four five six seven eight nine ten like step by step by step uh solution you know there's this you know she got there was like a, a family argument between her and my uncle she's like i don't want to like blow up like i usually do andrew i don't want to like yell at them and stuff so I literally wrote out a text message and a letter that she could send to him, and that still wasn't enough. Mm. And it's like, I gave you the best solution possible to this problem that I could think of, and you're still like, no. So then my mental energy was, was spent on the letter, was spent on like how to word it correctly, you know, four different drafts of it to make sure it was like finagled. I was listening to what she was saying and trying to translate it. And then when I get the letter sent, there's more mental energy spent on one, oh, sorry, I worked really hard on this project and being rejected. Two, I'm upset now that like my sister isn't taking my advice. And then there's an argument that occurs after that. That's like mm. five to six hours of a day just in that. Right. It's something you just said too. Like we don't realize how we take on people as our projects. And that project expands over hours, days, weeks, and, you know, it, it becomes, quote unquote, fun, but it's like, oh, I just spent, like you just said, 15 hours on this project, and then here it is. My life is not going the way it, it's, I want it to go, or I'm behind on all the things I need to do for myself, you know? And it's something yeah. also you said, too, like... And I, rem- I realized this early on about, you know, I was, you know, one of these uh, in at the time of these group of gay guys um, and always, we always gossip. And I was like, I don't know why I don't feel good in this situation, but I like these guys. Like, I wondered, like, what what am I? And I started when I started doing more personal growth work I, and I started asking myself the question, like, what am I getting out of this gossiping group? Like, really, what, what, how am I growing with, um, you know, talking about the same old thing, drag queens and nothing really real, talking about men who they've hooked up with and the beautiful men that they hooked up with the other day. And, you know, and I was just like, what, what, what am I like what what is this giving me how am i learning how am i expanding this and you know and you know these guys still do the same thing they gossip and you know what have you and you know put each other down and like make fun of each other and blah 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 typical you know sort of gay humor um 
And I remember one day. I, I don't think that just happens in the gay community, but yeah. Right, I know I do, but I but it doesn't. But it doesn't serve each. It doesn't serve us. Like it's fun mm-hmm. and cute for like one or two times, but when it's the same thing over and over and over again, and the conversation, at least it's not with, it's not with every gay man. Um, because I'm in another group of guys who that is not the case. So it's not every gay yeah. man. It's certain yeah. gay men. And um I think it's certain straight men too. Straight, yeah, I think Right. And so and I was like, this guy, he was like telling me some gossip and some stuff and asking me about these like different like pop culture things. And I was just like, I had I had no response to the answer. He was asking my opinion about somebody, about some gossip he heard. And I was just like, what are your thoughts on that? He asked me what my thoughts on that. I said, well, I don't have any because he's, like, ah, you know, this is why we didn't invite you to anything. And I said, trust me, I'm not crying that you don't invite me to anything. As a matter of fact, I'm glad you don't invite me to anything because I don't have to be a part of the superficial things that you're involved in. So thank you for not inviting me. He like literally yeah. looked at me and was so like upset. And I was just like, I mean, and it was true. Like I was just yeah. like so happy that I said that. And then I really had to disconnect myself from these group of men because I was just like, where where am I where are we where is our friendship having like I've known these guys for years and we're talking about the same old thing and they're all yeah. of them have trouble in relationships. And it's like, I'm not learning anything about being in a healthy gay relationship from these men. I can't learn it from them. I need to find other yeah. groups of men who are having a different conversation because this is not, this is not it. <laughs> like yeah. at all, you know? And yeah. but when you, yeah. Yeah. I mean, just, yeah. You, when you ingest, is it ingest? Is that the is that the right word? No, when you take in, the thing that comes to mind is like a, a cheesy like I remember like a Jamba Juice, I remember <laughs> being printed on a Jamba Juice cup of like you know your body is the pure your body is the temple and like what you put inside of it is going to you know the healthier the healthier food you eat the healthier body will look. Mm, right. it's the same thing with your, you know it's the same thing with your mind it's like if you're just taking in gossip well you can't get upset at yourself for all you're giving to the world is gossip because that's all you're taking in mm. uh, and then that also brings it to a John Wynn quote which someone's usually a basketball coach uh, like drink deeply from like great literature it's like if you Maybe not right now, but like reading great authors will, I think, lift you up over like that gossip. Instead of, you know, instead of going to People or Us Weekly, which granted I love to do when I'm checking out the grocery store and stuff like that as I'm standing in line, you know, just to, just to stay in the know. But like, one can really, I think, that's something I found in myself, like, you just learn more reading a good book, you know, weekly or, or every couple of weeks. is just, like, it just brings you up to a different plane, and I think it, it helps you go deeper within right, so yourself and in, in your beliefs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. one of the... One of the um the habits of the millionaire mind is reading from the classics 
Um, yeah. Expand your mind, reading from the bestseller books. You know, Tony Robbins says it all the time. Like success leads leads clues. Like, like mimic and model and read upon the people who have already been who have already done it. And it's the same with relationships. Like, you know, you want to feed on or look to the people who has already been there but i don't think a lot of people realize that with with relationships like how someone who represents a healthy relationship can really model you you can really model and ask and lean on and this is another thing yeah. that was you know brought up in the in with the therapist yesterday and, and i said you know and this is something that i've been saying like men teaches other bad behavior, bad habits. And it's like, okay, so like, if you look in the world today, like all these men are being called out on so many things and so many levels. So we're teaching each other these bad behavior and like, okay, we need to look, really look at, look at this. Um, <clears throat> and, but there are men who are, have healthy relationship with themselves, have healthy relationship with their kids, have healthy relationship with other men, and yet we put them down and think they're soft and think they're weak, but actually they're really strong and brave for like being emotionally available to be with themselves, to be with their their kids, to be with other men Mm -hmm. and to help evolve themselves. And this is why their marriage is successful. This is why their kids are healthy, happy, and, and, and thriving in life, and, and also because of that, have healthy relationships when they get older. And and you know, it just you know, I don't know. <laughs> I think we men are having a make a wake up call these days. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. Um, something, yeah. So we're gonna that's wrap a whole up. Nother, that's yeah. a whole other podcast. Yeah, it is. You, you just opened up a, a whole can of worms. I know. That's. I'm working on that so one. Like, oh, yeah, I'm that like, one. oh, that's a, that's a nice. Yeah, that's another. We gotta come to the end. You just open it up for. <laughs> right. You know, like I definitely want to have this conversation about that particular in men, but it's something that I need to like work on and develop. But I do. Before we wrap up, <clears throat> um, talk about this. Uh, one last thing, uh, this love power statement that yeah. we created, you know, I just want to get your point of like, when you hear this again, what comes up for you? So you wrote, I need to do nothing to prove my love and my value. <laughs> oh, I need to do nothing to prove my love and my value. That just, I still have a hard time hearing it. Um, I'm, it's getting, it's getting better. Why is it? I, I'm just so used to having to provide value to people. Mm. And I think our, like, even it, it's challenging to, uh, you know, my mind goes like one of, you know, so black and white, so binary of like, if I'm not providing any value, you know, like I, my mind jumps to like the business side of it. You know what I mean? Like where business brain is like, you know, 
if you want to be in a company, you just have to provide value. You know, that's what you need to do. You have the strongest skills and like doing this to provide value to your customers, to your employees, to your boss. Um, I mean, and that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about like in relationships and, and just me, Andrew, as like a human existing, I think I'm trying to separate the two, like the work and the like, life. This power statement really is about you not having to prove anything because here's the thing, you're gonna, when you're coming from that place that I have to constantly prove my love and value, it's never enough because they're gonna always pull and prime from you. It's not enough, Andrew. Trust me, I was in that relationship Well, I was constantly trying to prove, not trying, prove my value and my worth and my love to this person. And it was never enough. (laughs) Like, I mean, I was working 60 hours a week, making money. I had to like be at his shows, had to be at my shows, had to be where he wanted to be, had to help him because he was paying majority of the, the rent. So I was helping him with his laundry. I was cooking. I was I was doing all these things. And at the end of the day, he would say to me, it's not, it's not enough. Can you do more? And I was like, I remember he said, he said that to me one day. And I was just like, you want me to do more? And I said, if you want me to do more, I want an allowance. I was like, because what you want me to be is this housewife. And I said, if you want me yeah. to be and do all those yeah. things, I need to quit the, my job. And this is the how much I need in order to help you and be all these things that you need. Yeah. Never enough. Because this is yeah. because when you live mm-hmm. by this statement, I need to do nothing to prove my love and value. It stops you from running around, from proving yourself and your worth and your value. And you're choosing you <clears throat> for you. And this person yeah. Yeah. is choosing you for you, and you don't have to yeah. do nothing for them. Just but just be love and value you. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. It, there's just a lot of um, I put up a lot of barriers to mm-hmm. do to get there, and I think I'm just you know slowly knocking them down. So that's where it's challenging. Also, I was a house husband once. <laughs> I, I remember, yeah. It's kind of triggering. It kind of opens my eyes to it. Of like, yeah. my ex was, you know, across the country, and I already booked a plane ticket. Her birthday was towards the end of September. I booked a plane ticket for October, and then surprise, you know. Um booked a dinner to so going across the country booked a dinner to a nice a, a nice restaurant I remember this card she was turning 27 it was like I made this handmade card and I you know this is so most I wrote like my 27 most favorite things about you uh, and then I sent her flowers and I remember the day of her birthday I called her the flowers arrived with the reservation you know it was all a surprise you know like I was arrived with the reservation for the restaurant. Uh, and then, you know, with the handmade card. And I remember getting a phone call or I remember calling her and 
on our conversation, she just was like, oh, wow, I really wish you were here, though. And I'm just like, I'm going to be there in two weeks. And we're going to like a Michelin star dinner. And it just made me feel like shit. Because, and I think that totally like, I was trying to bend over, and it just wasn't enough. Mm. Wow. And it, and it just was, you know, like, I, I, I bought a plane ticket out there because I was working, you know, my work schedule didn't allow me to go out there on a Wednesday when her birthday was. You know, like, and yeah, it just, it was, you saying that it's just, yeah, it's just triggering because it's like, and you really, you know, love, love is, I think, about, I think love equals acceptance. Mm, yes. That's something that I'm learning like more and more. And I think it's about accepting yourself and then accepting someone for who they are. And I don't think I, in that relationship at the time, I was like trying to uh, make someone else accept me by stepping outside of my comfort zone because it would have been you know instead of putting my foot down and being like that's not you know like can't you see what I'm trying to do here you know this is this year you're pushing me uh, past my level of acceptance and comfort you know and yeah Mm. love is accepting you for who you are and what you are not (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Well, thank you so much uh, for this, I mean, lovely conversation. And I just wanted to just acknowledge you for your growth and sharing yourself here and and, in our coaching sessions because you have grown so much. And I'm so proud of you and the progress that you have done. And I just see the changes you are making, not only with yourself, but in your life, like how it's showing up in your life. And I um, am so happy for you. Thank you, Coach. <laughs> All right. Hey, guys. So don't forget to subscribe on Instagram at Jimmy Allen and Twitter, simply Jimmy. And don't forget to rate rate subscribe comment and share this podcast if you enjoyed it thank you guys for joining me this is jimmy allen with crazy juicy love hey guys are you ready to call in your one are you ready to become wildly magnetic to the partner that you deserve and start creating that crazy juicy love well I am offering a discount package when you listen to this podcast. So when you listen to this podcast, you follow me on Instagram, you DM me and say, you listen to this podcast, and I will offer you a discount on a seven-week session. Crazy Juicy Love.